Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Russell Wortham Show, coming to you live, as always, commercial-free, from my super-secret Batcave folks. We're back, and back in the middle of greatness. I know that it's tough being indoors and and all that, but I'm just going to say this, and then we will move Straightway into money in the bank. So, uh, usual disclaimers. Wash your hands. Make sure that all surfaces are cleaned off as best you can. No judgy judgy, as, as I say. You know, all that. If you want to go outside, you can go outside. I I know that there are some places where... You know, you live in an apartment complex or something of that nature where the whole social distancing thing is not really conducive. But, but, there's ways around it. You can, you can go on a walk. You can drive in a car somewhere. You can go get yourself something uh, through a, a drive through there are ways to break up the monotony. I promise you. I I know that we're all going stir crazy. But like I said last week, if we all stick together, if we all help each other out, because fear is a big, big, big motivation. But it's what we choose to do with that fear that really shows who we are. We can either be angry and just not even want a solution or or we can say yes I'm scared <laughs> okay but we can all help each other out we can all band together help each other out okay text people call people FaceTime Zoom I'm just figuring out Zoom <laughs> Okay, I don't really use Zoom all that much, but, uh, you know, I, I do have a Zoom account. Okay, but whatever you can do, let's just try to help each other out. I know it's the pits. I know they keep pushing back the date as to when we may be able to be somewhat back to full speed. But... You know what? I'm not a doctor. I don't even play play one on television, as they say. All I know is we need to help each other out. Okay? All right. So, that's my usual disclaimer. All right. So, money in the bank. Okay. So, (laughs) this week is... Basically, spoilers left and right. If you did not watch Money in the Bank, or you did not watch Monday Night Raw, or you didn't watch either one of them, massive, massive spoilers ahead. I'm going to give you guys about 10 seconds. I'm going to do something in the radio business that they tell you never to do, and that is... To be silent for 10 seconds. It's called dead air. They don't really appreciate any dead air. So you have to bear with me for, for just a moment. 
going to mentally count 10 seconds. That'll give whoever is not has not watched Money in the Bank chance to click off. You can you can come back. You can come back, you know, after you you watch Money in the Bank. But uh, and and Raw. You have to watch Raw as well. Um but I will give you 10 second countdown again mentally and then we will go on okay all right all right so now that we've got that taken care of all right money in the bank oh my gosh that was that was a trip so we've got seven matches essentially in the main card there was one match, Jeff Hardy beating Cesaro in the pre-show. I, I didn't... I, I saw a bit of the pre-show. I didn't realize that there was going to be a match during that time. So, unfortunately, I didn't watch that particular match. I can't really tell you what I thought of, of the match. Right, um, so let's just start off with the first match, the opening match of the main card. It was the Fatal 4-Way tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. You had the New Day defeating the Forgotten Sons, Ms. Morrison, and Lucha Al's party. Now, uh, this was fast and furious. There were blind tags all the way around. I was really, honest to goodness, I was really impressed by Lucha House Party. Why? Because they brought it. They brought it. They made sure that they could go out and just be amazing. Just high-flying, everything. It was was amazing. And so, they are getting a tad bit of a push. Uh, I'm not entirely sure if Lucha House Party is going to cash in and eventually become champions, but they are getting better. Uh, as far as the uh, Forgotten Sons, I like the idea. I like the concept. My question, and I am not trying to be mean or mean-spirited. I'm not trying to cause any controversy. And this might be a tad bit of a hot take. What exactly does Jackson Riker do? I mean, if he is legitimately, like, their manager, that's fine. All for that. Totally for that. If he's like Xavier Woods, though, where he is interchangeable and he can tag with either Blake or Cutler, that's fine. But I just, I don't understand what Jackson Riker's position is. I I just don't. They are, it's like they're calling themselves, they are savages. And I... 
I know that's a derogatory term. Not trying to excuse it. Uh, But here's the thing. They are amazing. They have an amazing look. They are former military. Respect them. All that. But again, Jackson Riker, I, I I don't get it. If if he if he honest to goodness wrestles, if he's like Xavier Woods and he's interchangeable, that's one thing. But if he's just standing out, you know, the ring, I'm thinking, uh-huh. Oh, okay. Now, the only other idea is that maybe Jackson Riker is injured. Uh, that very well could be. I don't know. But, uh, again, very fast-paced match. Loved seeing it. It was just really amazing to, you know, to see that whole thing going down. Uh, Bobby Lashley defeating R-Truth. This was supposed to be R-Truth versus MVP. But Lashley comes out and uh, says, hey, yo, I got this, take the night off. And our truth uh, lost in under two minutes. It wasn't really much of a match. The only thing that was really weird was that our truth came out and he was doing his what's up rap and it was just so bizarre I mean nobody was in the arena and they just it just it felt flat and it 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 just kind of jumped the shark I I like it I I, I like it I like the interaction between the fans and our truth and all that but if you're not going to have fans for the foreseeable future, then I don't know. It just, it, it just kind of came off as flat. But at any rate, uh, Bailey with Sasha Banks defeating Tamina for, uh, well, to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. It's actually a really Really good match. Tamina brought it. She brought a whole new intensity to her. She she really made a believer out of me. Now, yes, Sasha helped Bailey again. And so the slow burn to their breakup continues. You know, with with fans not being there, I don't I don't I don't know what WWE is waiting for. Are they waiting for fans to come back to break up Bailey and Sasha? Are they? Uh, I, I I don't I don't understand. If they're looking for a reaction, I get it. I do. You want that reaction. You want that pop, as they say, from the crowd. But, again, not entirely sure when it's going to be 100% uh, 
safe to get back to watching stuff live. Like, in front of, you know, thousands of people. I just, I, I don't know. But, Tamina really did surprise me. I, mm, She is a great wrestler. I think that she hasn't really been given much of a chance over the last 10 years to show what she can do. I don't know. Maybe, maybe team with her cousin Naya. Uh, because they are legit cousins. Okay. Uh, you, you, you pair them up. And go after the the SmackDown, you know, or not the SmackDown, but just the uh, women's tag team championships. That would be that would be an amazing run for both uh, Nia and Tamia. But we'll see what happens with that. Uh, next up, this was a strange match. It was Braun Strowman defeating Bray Wyatt for the Universal Championship. It was actually a very physical contest. I didn't think that Bray was going to get much in the way of offense in. You know, I think, you know, I was thinking it was going to be kind of like when uh, Bray wrestles Bray Wyatt, uh, you know, again in his Mr. Rogers type uh motif and he he was he was bumping around like crazy. He was getting smacked upside one down the other and all that. But to me uh when he actually gave Bray a fight um urged me a Braun a fight when he gave Braun Strowman a fight I thought, oh man, Bray, woo, that is okay. And Braun comes in the finish. He he comes in. He's wearing the black sheep's mask. He's um, pretty much looking like he's going to rejoin Bray and all that. And Bray. Got suckered in. He got power slam for his troubles. Almost. Almost on top of the sheep's mask. Which would have been just. You know amazing. But. Uh, Bray Wyatt lost. And then you get. You know. Flicker. And it was the fiend. And it was. Yeah. So. Um, there's that. Uh, next up, Drew McIntyre defeating Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. This was also a very good, very physical match. Uh, just amazing to see these two just work together in the ring. The finish comes when Drew, with virtually no momentum, I mean, he kind of bounced off the ropes... But he didn't get a good running start. He bounced off the ropes and then hits Seth Rollins with the Claymore kick and secures the victory. After the match, 
Drew McIntyre said, hey, you want to prove that you're a leader? You want to prove that you are, you know, to use a phrase, what's best for business? Shake my hand. Shake my hand, prove you're a leader, and all that. Well, strangely enough, that's exactly what Seth did. Seth shook uh, Drew McIntyre's hand, walked off, and I'm like, huh, okay, I, I don't think that this is a face turn, but, um, oh, okay. So, I thought that was kind of a weird sequence of events. Uh, next up <clears throat> was the dual Money in the Bank matches at WWE headquarters. It was wild. It was chaotic. It was just, it was amazing, to be honest with you. Uh, <clears throat> now, I thought that the match was going to start for everybody in the lobby. That's what I was pretty much assuming. Turns out the women started at the lobby. The men were up uh, at the weight room. Now, I don't know where the weight room is in relation to the lobby. Uh, I, I'm not privy to that. But it was just fun. It was fun and it was cinematic. I not naming names, but I, I've got a friend of mine from Cross Pond that I, I, I tweeted at and I said, Do you think that uh they're going to do a a cinematic thing like they've been doing with Boneyard Match and all that? And my friend said, yeah, I can't see how they could do it any other way. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. So, uh, going through this, it was basically checking off all of the tropes. Um, one is the Bruce Pritchard trope, which is Bruce Pritchard in the guise of brother love has to be in all these type of uh, matches. Uh, you had Rey Mysterio uh, going uh, past a restroom where Bruce Richard was, you know, getting all dressed up and whatever. And... He turns around, looks at Ray, and I can't do the voice justice, so I, I, I won't even try. But, you know, he, he said, I love you. And this was a really cute, sweet moment. This, oh, this was a sweet moment. Ray saying, I love you too, but I've got to go. And I'm like, oh, that is a really sweet moment. That was a really sweet moment. Uh, so, <clears throat> then... Uh, we had uh, the uh, situation where everybody meets up 
And it's now Paul Heyman <laughs> that is just dealing with this amazing spread. Tons of food. Amazing. And then trope, you know, trope number two comes the food fight. Otis yells food fight and they start throwing food at each other and getting choke slammed through tables and it's just yeah, it it just became a, it just a massive trope. Uh so there's trope uh number two. AJ Styles got uh not locked in, but he got put into a room with a casket, which is bringing up the whole Undertaker thing. So I'm guessing that that isn't, you know, finished up yet. And then uh, you had just a mad scramble on up, you know, to get to the roof. Now, here's the interesting part. This is going back to the beginning for just a moment. Uh, so, <clears throat> Oscar's music, uh, Oscar, <laughs> there we, Oscar's music played, and nobody could figure out where she was. She was actually on the first floor uh, balcony, and she dove off. <laughs> she dove off, uh, and took out the other women, and then she ran into the elevator, but there were three other elevators, two or three other elevators, and the women were like, well, I think we got to just take the stairs. I'm like, really? So, I, I just shook my head on that one. But, <clears throat> anyways, so you get to uh, the top, and there was some interaction, you know, in the ring and all of that. Asuka and Baron Corbin were on a ladder. And they were going to essentially get the briefcases. But Asuka was like, no, get off. Just, nah. And she slapped the crap out of... Uh, King Corbin. Corbin flies off the ladder. And Asuka uh, picks up the victory. Now, tad bit of foreshadowing. So, just wait on, on this. But, then the men's match comes up to the top. And <clears throat> there's Wild Melee... They're throwing people over the side of the building. Now, nobody got hurt. I'm I'm assuming that there was, you know, just off camera. I'm sure that there was like a platform or, or, or something that had padding. And, you know, so nobody actually got hurt. I'm, I'm just assuming. But Otis, Otis comes up. Scales the well tries to scale the ladder, the rungs break off, 
And it actually, you know, comes down to, uh, you know, AJ Styles. He, he had the briefcase. He had the briefcase for about three seconds. And then he fumbled it somehow. If you did that spot a hundred times, you you couldn't. I don't think that you could recreate that ever again. It was just that, like, what just happened? And he, uh, AJ Styles, fumbled the briefcase. Otis grabs the briefcase. Otis wins, and it was like, oh, okay. Alright, alright, yeah, I I I I see that. I I alright, I, I see that. Uh so <clears throat> it was it was a good match. It was fun. It was just fun. Right, so that's money in the bank. Now, couple things from Raw. One is the rest of the story, if you will, going back to Paul Harvey and all of that, uh, where you had Asuka uh, come out. Now, first of all, Becky Lynch, okay, the man, came out very first with the briefcase, and she said, you know what? I've loved every minute of being here. When I came here, I knew absolutely nobody. I didn't think anybody was going to like me. Uh, but people just fell in love with me. I fell in love with the fans. They pushed me. And I'm not here without the fans' support. That's why this is so hard. And I thought, what is going on here? Uh, what what is going on? But she said, I have to go away for a while. Now, you can say it's one of two things. Up until Monday, it's one of two things. One, it's a retirement. Or two, they're injured. Well, you get a third option now. And this is a really happy reason to leave and that's that Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are expecting their very first child. It's incredible. <laughs> it is absolutely flat incredible. Love the idea. So, Asuka's music, uh, music uh, hits. Asuka comes down to the ring. She's just upset as all get out. Like, why are you... Why do you have my briefcase? I this is my briefcase, it's not yours. And Becky just said, Ooh, calm down. I can explain. And she meaning Becky Lynch went out and said, You know what? I asked the higher ups to Raised the stakes. They said, okay. So, you weren't just fighting for a contract. Okay? You weren't fighting for a chance to face me. You were fighting for... And she opens up the briefcase and out pops the, the championship. 
you were fighting for this. This was actually for the championship. And Asuka was like perplexed and but she she grabbed it and she starts, you know, running around, you know, all manic and and whatever and and but but then Becky again kind of pulls her back in and says, Hey, whoa and I'm gonna try to say this without you know tearing up. <laughs> you go be a warrior while I go be a mother. I mean mind blown. And and then Oscar was like Wait, you're having a baby? Oh, okay. And just, it was just genuine emotion. It was genuine emotion. Both Becky and Asuka, they were hugging. It was just, it was, was, oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, I mean, there's a scene in the Christmas story where Ralphie uh, daydreams while in class that his essay got like an A and then like a million pluses after it. And then he uh, wakes up and he gets nowhere near that grade for it. But quite honestly, because of the circumstances, because of the setup, because of the realness, because of all that and the emotion. Uh, it's an A and about a million pluses. Uh, it's just it's it's just so just amazing. You you can't even you can't even give it a proper grade. It's just that amazing. Uh, but if I if I had to give it a grade, it's an A and like a million pluses for the opening segment of Raw. Congratulations to Seth. Congratulations to Becky. Uh, I am so glad that you guys can have this chance to be parents. And, and, Becky Lynch, I think, if this were even three years ago, the women's division would have been okay, but... She she has left the women's division in solid ground. Okay? It's not going anywhere. It's solid. And that's what Becky Lynch did. She kicked down her own door. And that was impressive. Okay? So, uh, I, I'm just over the moon for, for Becky, for Seth. I, I just, yeah, I'm just over the moon. Uh, the uh, the other segment that I wanted to mention very quickly before we uh, close up shop is Randy Orton and Edge. Edge comes out and he says, you know, this was a physical match at WrestleMania. I, you know, I'm looking for a new challenge. Randy Orton, you're an amazing wrestler, all this other stuff. Randy Orton comes out and says... Hey, the better man won, but not the better wrestler. And he made some valid points. He said, you know what? You came back Royal Rumble, 
you were hiding behind 29 other people. You come back, you face me uh, in a last man standing match, but you haven't beaten me in a wrestling match. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so Orton asked Edge, said, hey, we we want to do this. You going to do this? And Edge didn't give him an answer. So we'll see. It's going to happen. But we'll see what the next four weeks uh, does for that storyline. So uh, that is Money in the Bank. Uh, and I just want to say thank you to everybody who has listened to this program. I will post this on uh, Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. You can find me on iTunes. Just search for the Russell Wortham Show. I'll spell it out for you. R-U-S-S-E-L-L-W-O-R-T-H-A-M. The Russell Wortham Show. Just, it's good stuff, people. So, that is the show for this week. Again, thank you for uh, being here. Thank you for listening. I will be back next week and we will do a bit of a reset because it's kind of been like go, 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 go between the Rumble and now. And so there's a bit of a break between now and Backlash. So we're going to kind of take a deep breath, reset, reload, all that. And uh, go from there. So, until I see you guys next week, this is Russell Wortham, and as always, life is always better when you remember that love is all you need. I will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>